Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Neck's. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. Exactly 320 on ESPN 1530. I'm Mo Egger. Matt McLean is uh, batting second and playing shortstop for the Reds tonight as they open up a, a three-game series against the Rockies in Denver. Hunter Green is going to start for uh, Cincinnati. Let's learn more about Matt McLean. Uh, from our guy Aram Layton with uh, Jess Baseball, Aram is uh, bullish on the Reds. We had a chat with him. In fact, I think it was about a month ago, almost exactly a month ago, put out the uh, Jess Baseball Top 100 Prospects, and Matt McLean was ranked on it. At number 97, I wanted to bring Aaron back to talk specifically about a guy that many of us, most of us, have been uh, banging the drum to uh, to get to Cincinnati or at least to uh, to get on the uh, Major League roster here, and it's happening tonight. So uh, Aram is with us. He is on Twitter at AramLayton8 and uh, nice enough to give us a few minutes. It's good to have you. Aram, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for uh, having me on. And I'm glad you mentioned him uh, being on our top 100 list because he's uh, – He's definitely been pretty awesome so far, and and I don't know if he was on any others to start the year, so it was pretty exciting to see uh, that that validated, and I think we were too low on him yeah, I, I yeah. Think with the way he's performed so far. Yeah, I was I was going to sort of go there. If you were to do the same exercise now uh, as opposed to about a month ago, do you have do you have a sense of maybe then the, the sort of general range where he would be? Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously you have a lot of names graduating, and so that factors in too. But I, I think with what he's done as a 23-year-old in AAA and as a shortstop with good speed and the approach and the way he's swinging it, like, I, I think that's easily got to be a top 70, you know, top 60 prospect in baseball. And uh, I think he's he's really playing like that. And it's pretty awesome that, in you know, 38 games, he can go from a guy that was not really on many top 100 lists to somebody that kind of beats a lot of the other names to the big leagues that think people were probably expecting to, you know, break in with the Reds a little bit sooner. If you were offering an assessment of him at the end of last year, what was lacking that you've seen this year? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was almost there's there's a balance between patience and passiveness at the plate. And, and people were talking about Matt McLean's strikeout rate. I, I was a bit high. I thought it was more high from the approach, from the passiveness, almost taking too many strikes, finding himself you know, too often in deep counts where, you know, he's very patient this year, but he's aggressive in the right spots. And so I think that inflated strikeout rate was was one side of it. Now he's he's a little bit more aggressive. He's letting himself, you know, still swing it earlier in the counts. He's always going to be a very, very patient hitter overall. But I think he's found a better way to toe that line of patience and passiveness. And then we're seeing that the power continue to play in games. He hits the ball in the air a ton, only a 35% ground ball rate. So while he might not light it up in terms of the way Ellie De La Cruz does power-wise, he puts up above-average exit velocities, and then he hits it in the air a ton. That bodes well for a guy's power. Uh, I look at the numbers. I see a 474 on base percentage. I, I don't know if the power is going to translate. He's not a big dude, 5'8", about 180. But give me an idea of plate discipline, eye at the plate, ability to get on base for a guy who hits the ball in the air a bunch. Yeah, I mean, he he walks a ton. And, and again, it's that that line of passiveness and patience. I think he's found that balance. When you walk at a 16% clip, he, his chase rates are extremely low, below 20%. That's one of the better figures in the organization he's going to make you come to him but what i like about him is 
he continues to add impact while he might not be the biggest dude in the world. He hits the ball harder than most, you know, 5'10", 185-pound guys. He's got a lot of bat speed there. And um, I, I think he'll have no problem, you know, putting the ball out, especially at Great American Ballpark. Uh, you, you look at the spray charts this year, pretty much all of his home runs would have been well gone in Great American as well. And I think he's got 15 to 20 home run power pretty pretty easily if he can hit enough. And uh, so far, it looks like he's hitting enough. 27 stolen bases last year, 10 this year, caught five times. The success rate at uh, every other level has been really good. Uh, give me an idea of the kind of speed we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that since college, I watched him on the Cape, you know, a ton. And, and it's just... He's such a heady player. He, he picks his spots. He knows when pitchers are slow to home. Of course, he's fast enough to just take a bag and whenever he wants in terms of you know, having a high success rate, but he really is adept to picking the right spots to go. And I think stolen bases are always going to be a big part of his game, especially with the new rules. And I do think that you know that plays into his advantage a little bit as well. He, he should always be a factor on the bases. Uh, the Reds have a second baseman and a guy having a good year in Jonathan India. They're struggling at shortstop, but they have a lot of shortstop prospects in the system. In an ideal world, where does Matt McClain play? Yeah, I think that's why this timeline actually worked out so nicely. Elito Cruz is doing great things now in, in AAA, but got a late start to the year. And, you know, I think he's going to, you know, take a little bit longer to get up. Matt McClain has an opportunity here to get some pretty consistent reps at shortstop. And I think he's well aware that you know, Ellie De La Cruz is, is the guy, but if Matt McClain performs at shortstop, if it ain't broke, you're not going to fix it. Hmm. Ellie De La Cruz can play third. You'll figure it out. You know, you, you'll figure something else out. So I think it's a really awesome opportunity for McClain to audition at short, see how he plays. If he's hitting and he's defending, he's a good defender too. I, th there might be a decision to make on how they want to go about things, but you know, I, I think McLean can play a good shortstop. He can play a great second base. Uh, he can play all over the diamond though. He's even played a little bit outfield back in college. That could be an option down the line. Uh, but right now I think he deserves every look at shortstop and he should force the Reds to, you know, have to make a tougher decision once it's uh, time for Ellie De La Cruz to come up. Where is the biggest hole? Where's the biggest shortcoming in his game? You know, I, I think it's just the consistency with, with the bat. You know, obviously 38 games right now, he's hitting 350. That looks really good, 348 to be exact. But, you know, I, I want to see him consistently, you know, driving the ball, showing that, you know, he's not going to too often, you know, find himself deep into counts and then maybe, you know, find that strikeout right up to 25, 28%. I, I think that's the one thing is continuing to find that balance between, you know, being patient and drawing your walks and not always finding yourself in a two-strike count too frequently. Otherwise, I think he's one of the more well-rounded prospects you're going to find. All right, uh, so they're bringing up Matt McClain, and I, I brought you on specifically to talk about him, but there's one other guy I'm going to ask you about um, because, you know, they, they had a need for offense. They had a needed shortstop. Matt McClain is going to solve one of those issues, at least in the short term, and hopefully he can give this team a little bit of a punch offensively, but, but they had an opening. They have two openings in the starting rotation. Uh, I'm watching Andrew Abbott's. Uh, season so far he has been one of the best pitchers in all of minor league baseball and he's not here yet now you read that the Reds think he needs more time at AAA what have you seen from him that would suggest that uh, it, it doesn't make sense right now to bring him to Cincinnati yeah you know I, I think with, with Andrew Abbott right now it's it's a little bit of limiting the long ball he's given up four home runs in his last two starts and um, you know, you go to Great American Ballpark, if you have some susceptibility to giving up the long ball, that's going to be, you know, pretty frustrating for him to, to break in there. So I think trying to, trying to toe that line of, you know, he's a guy that likes to throw the high fastball. His fastball's ticked up this year, has a lot of life to it. 
Um, you don't want to put a pitcher in a situation where he's given up home runs and he starts nibbling and all of the strides that he's made command-wise start to go away because he's nibbling a little bit more. But right now, I just want to see that fastball command, see it at the top of the zone, getting those swings and misses and mixing things up. But, I mean, what he's done so far has been extremely impressive. He's been one of the best pitchers in the minor leagues, like you said. And I think it's really just a, a, a focus on keeping the ball in the yard. Once he does that, I think he's just about ready because, again, he's not walking guys much. Um, and he's mixing his pitches pretty well, and the fastball quality does look a lot better so far this year. Terrific insight, as always, and I, uh, I asked John short notice, so I appreciate you jumping on with me, man. Thanks so much. Anytime. I always love talking about these Reds prospects. Bunch of them. We'll do it again soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Take care. Check out uh, Aram's website, justbaseball.com. Aram is on Twitter, at AramLayton8. Layton, by the way, is L-E-I-G-H. T O N. It is uh, 29 minutes after uh, 3 o'clock. My name's Mo Egger. Phone numbers are 513-749-1530. And uh, 866-702-3776. We'll chat with the uh, head coach of FC Cincinnati about a big couple of days coming up for the Orange and Blue. Uh, that is uh, 15 minutes away. Sports headlines and uh, your phone calls coming up on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Long Necks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Long Necks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Long Necks. This college basketball season, swing by Long Neck Sports Grill. Stay late. Come often.